This is the Gary V Audio Experience. And now let us say hello to our next guest. Very excited about this. This man is a true renaissance man. I mean, the, the amount of hats that he wears is truly incredible. Uh, you may know him as an internet personality, as a, uh, a marketing genius, as a guru, as a chairman, as a founder, as a New York Times bestselling author, multiple time bestselling author. Uh, he is the founder and chairman of VaynerX, um, VaynerMedia, Vayner Sports. He is a, uh, a former wine critic. I mean, this guy has done it all. Um, and, and perhaps most important is that he is a diehard New York Jets fan. So let's just get this out of the way. Gary Vaynerchuk, aka Gary V, also a podcast host. I mean, so many things. I, as a lifelong Buffalo Bills fan, I feel your pain. But not this year, my man. I, 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 I'm, I'm enjoying this too much. I'm sorry. You know, I was telling my brother, AJ, who's my partner and really the active, you know, CEO of uh, Vayner Sports, um, which we'll get into in a second. He's 11 years younger than me. And I was explaining to him um, a week ago, I was like, you know, the bills have been bad for so long that deep inside me was the 90s bills who beat us 15 out of 16 times. And I'm the perfect age, I'm 44 all four years of high school, that literally all four, the Bills went to the Super Bowl and beat the living, I mean, Jim Kelly and Reed and Bruce, like the depths of hatred. I mean, the, the Bills were the Patriots for me right. back then. And to watch this working out and to watch in the early stages, Josh's career be much further along than Sam's given the draft situation. You can imagine how salty I am. And I give you some uh, nice words prior to off camera, like, I really, really do appreciate your work. But had I known how deep your Bills fandom went, I was hoping it was a little more casual, but since you're starting the show with it, I'm, I'm uncomfortably salty. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, you know, I, again, I feel for you guys, but I am enjoying it this year. There's so much that we could talk about. I mean, we... Uh, as someone who loves to interview people, I feel like I could talk to you for four hours, but specifically today, yep. um, wanted to talk to you about your entrance, your entrance, I should say, and, and interest in the world of mixed martial arts. Because around two or so months ago, uh, Vayner Sports announced that they are getting into the MMA business. Now, you, you represent uh, football players, baseball players, uh, esports stars, if you will, but now you're getting into MMA, our little sport here. And you, you hired a very successful agent named Lloyd Pearson, and in doing so, brought uh, the majority of his clients from Balanji Group over to Vayner Sports. Names for those that don't know, like Eddie Alvarez, Tony Ferguson, Curtis Blades, Aljamain Sterling, Chris Weidman, Anthony Smith, the list goes on and on. And very recently, once he joined Vayner Sports, you signed the heavyweight champion of the world, Stipe Miocic. So let me ask you this, and congratulations on that. Thank you. Why MMA? Why did you guys decide that you wanted to get into the MMA business? I grew up a wildly big boxing fan, and I'm not talking just Mike Tyson. I mean, Pernell Whitaker. I mean, you know, the Hawk, you know, like I, I was, you know, uh, Julian Jackson, if you want to Google, by the way, everybody who's listening, Google, uh, YouTube, Julian Jackson um, uh, highlights like knockouts, like Nigel, Ben, I was nerdy about boxing. I watched the first couple of UFCs. I loved them. And then I went into what I would call why the Jets became my favorite team. The years where I literally worked 16 hours a day, and really the Sunday once a week schedule really enabled the Jets to move to the height while all my other sports activities, I'm still crazy, but 
I mean, literally from 1982 to 1998, I followed everything and anything and knew everything deep because of sports cards, because of video games and because I sucked at school and it's the only thing I cared about. So um, it was, fighting has always kind of been out there. Now, from the first UFC to 250s, what an evolution. I also am a huge fan of Vince McMahon and Walt Disney from a storytelling standpoint. It's absurd how strong of a creative execution Dana White has done with this organization. Um, just the storytelling, the building up of the individuals. And so it, you know, for about seven or eight years, maybe nine years, it was, you know, I even smiled. I don't know how much of this is video, how much of this is audio. When you said our small sport, in my mind, 15 years from this second, basketball, soccer, AKA football and UFC are the three biggest sports in the world. And so for me, it's not so little. Mm. Comma, we start Vayner Sports. Football is our deepest passion. I wanna buy the New York Jets. So I wanted to learn the business inside out. My brother got tired and has Crohn's disease and just wasn't feeling great and just didn't love Vayner Media clients, all this. We love sports. He decided to go follow that passion. We start Vayner Sports. We do football and we debate, do we stay in football forever? Do we stay deep Did this and that? And, and then we had an opportunity to do baseball with Greg Gensky in a real meaningful way. The opportunity there with guaranteed contracts, 5%. It was a better business than football. Football's the worst of them all. And so we kind of decided to go there. Once that happened, it was like, okay, we're now not just gonna be football for the rest of our lives. And, and, and UFC was very at the top of the list for a couple of reasons. One, what I said earlier, my belief of where this is over the next rest of my life. Two, I like it, I like it. You wanna like what you're in. Um, and, and three, we felt that there was a lot, I was blown away by what the top 50 people were doing in marketing outside the Octagon. I just couldn't believe how small the deals in marketing were, that you had real champions, people with real social media audiences doing supplements and CBD, like just doing deals that literally like I would have been able to get more for a person with 5,000 TikTok followers. So I'm like, wow, what a, what a tough sport. Luckily, unlike other sports, like you can lose and come back. So there's some fun dynamics of longevity, but man, these individuals, these men and women are much more culturally relevant. Are one, you know, a lot of them because of my content were fans of me and I would interact with them on DM cheering that for them saying nice things and I would you know you get to know them and I'm like look at how great of a father this guy is you know a mother like they're so interesting and so it was like wow I don't think from a management standpoint there's only so much leverage you know when this got announced I was laughing because I read everything mm. and everyone's like all right well let's see what the fake Gary wait just wait till Gary V realizes he's gonna have to negotiate with somebody real like Dana and then people would defend me my fans and I was laughing I was like look this is an organization that the contract negotiations are different than they are in other sports. And I recognize that. I, however, feel to your point, we did our homework. We got very fortunate, I believe, to get the guy we wanted in Lloyd to, you know, so I think, I think we have an unbelievably thoughtful agent manager. And then what I think I can do off the octagon, as I would call it, outside the ring is so extreme. And then who I think I am as a human and what I may mean for those individuals and just like in everything I do, I don't mind how it starts because with the kind of personality I have, even before anybody knew who I was, and definitely now with people knowing who I am, 
I understand that people may consume me hot or cold. He's a douche or he's good. I just know that over 20 years of doing the right thing, being a good person, doing the right stuff, having talent, putting in the ridiculously hard work, that those usually become 90-10, not 50-50 as they tend to start out. And I'm excited to put in the work. I don't think I'm a big shot. I don't get, I don't think, I don't give a about all my success outside of this. I come in here with humility, patience. We have a head start because of Lloyd. You know, we learned on the job with football. We're further along in UFC than we are football because we decided we want to really learn on the job the first time. And now we're, we know that we want to team up with, you know, that's, I mean, look what happens. Lloyd is a player, but you, you know, Stevie's a big deal. And that happens because of me and him and age, you know what I mean? And so um, I'm very excited and humbled and like literally I'm like salivating to go to the fights, like literally like 15 times in the last hundred days or dreaming up the weekends in Vegas and being nervous and like, and that's the other thing. Because of the thing that really, really is most difficult for me is I love my things. I root for my things. When the Jets lose, I'm genuinely up and sad. This sport's worse. I'm gonna love these human beings. It's a singular human being. And a lot of times when they lose in this sport, it's shocking, devastating, and abrupt, and hurts. And so, I'm, I'm really kind of trying to mentally prepare. I mean, Corey fights. I, I don't know when you're airing this. Yeah, yeah. Area, area. Uh, Wednesday. Great. So, you know, Corey fights this weekend, right? Yep. And Corey Sanhagen, who's also on the show today. And I'm scared. Like, I'm like, I've got like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm going <laughs> to butterflies, you know, like, like I get butterflies for big fights, you know, all the time. Like now it's our guys. I'm, I'm really excited emotionally. And I'm excited to really help these individuals. And to be frank, I'm excited to help these individuals. A lot of these guys and girls, what I'm gonna do for them post-retirement is where I think I can really make an impact. And then in 15 years, once everybody understands that once you're with Vayner, you're always with Vayner and we're good people, not just treating you like a piece of meat, next man, woman up, I think we'll build the biggest firm in the world in this sport, I really do. Well, I, I, I think this is so interesting and I appreciate the passion because I think people were wondering, all right, is Gary V like actually into this? Is he emotionally invested in these guys or is it just someone else, his brother, Lloyd, et cetera, running it? Very clearly from that answer, we see that you're emotionally invested. I, 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 I will say this, Sarah, because it's super important. My bandwidth, because I because uh, I am a Renaissance man, I'm a family man too, and I really get about that part of my life, mm -hmm. even though I don't share it publicly. You know, this is Lloyd, then AJ, then me. Mm -hmm. But I mean, every one of these individuals I'm texting with, I'll be working on, but you know, I'm, yeah, I'm not a mascot, you know, as you know, for sure. And I'm definitely strategizing for the health and well being of them in and out of the ring. And, uh, and we're looking to innovate within the rules because we understand how much leverage the want the biggest organization clearly and, and the other two as well for that matter. And so I'm excited to be here and, and I'm excited to be in it to your point and to be patient because it's gonna take some time. So I've equated the, the era that we're watching now 
in, in mixed martial arts and specifically the UFC to the leather helmet days of the NFL. And I, I know that you understand that uh, analogy. The sport has a long ways to go in terms of evolution, what the fighters make, everything. I mean, we're still only 26, 27 years into the UFC. So uh, there's a long ways to go. And I think in 30, 40 years, it will change dramatically. Why do you think though, like when you say that you look around at the fighter and the way they're being marketed, and I'm sure part of that is pay as well. Why do you think we're at where we are right now? Why hasn't it evolved more? and why don't they make more in terms of marketing and fighter pay? Because it's 27 years in. Mm. You're, you uncomfortably nailed it. Even like, though we're living in 2020. Super, brother, Super Bowl one didn't sell out. The 1982 NBA Finals was on tape delay in America. I mean, we're five seconds away from this sport being in the news every day about states banning. Mm. Uh, it's just a matter of time. And oh, by the way, I'm sure the guys that fought in UFC seven are super pissed with how much the guys are getting paid now, right? Like, like every generation envies the next one. I mean, there are literally guys on the bench in the NBA that make more in a season, literally man number nine, than hall of famers from the sixties made in their careers. Mm. And I believe that the, you know, the biggest fighters in the world, you know, the, the Bones Joneses and, 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 you know, the, the Connors and the Rondas and who, uh, of 12 years from now are going to make more in one fight than, than their counterparts that we know today made in their careers. Have it's evolution. Ever, have you ever met Dana White? You know, I met Dana White quickly once in a meeting where William Morris, um, after the acquisition, was we, my agency, my marketing agency. Some executives there introduced us to the marketing team at UFC to potentially do some work on the social digital side, which, you know, to UFC's credit and hence why so much has worked, they're much more progressive than a lot of other people. But, you know, much like I think what UFC does in their arena, they're the best in the world. I believe I and VaynerMedia are the best in the world when it comes to digital and social marketing. So we had, he joined that meeting 25% in and it was a great meeting. I think he was straightforward. He had his, he had his bravado and confidence the way I do as well. and. We, we chopped it up and um, it didn't lead to us doing business together for a magnitude of different reasons, but I enjoyed it because I thought it was fair and firm. You know, there's an old ref in boxing, I'm fair and I'm firm. And, um, and I thought that's what that was as well. And so obviously I'm gonna get the opportunity through the next decade to get to know him and I'm looking forward to that. I'm just curious when this news came out, did you hear from him? I mean, obviously he knows who you are. Did you, did you get a text, a, a welcome to the sport, to the family, anything of that nature? No, but you know, what's funny. I don't make assumptions that people know who I am. Like it was, that like even felt weird to hear you say that. Like I'm mm. still in my own process of realizing I'm aware how much of an audience I have, but I think, I think it's douchey to assume that people know. And I would be, a, I would believe that it's, by the way, this is a good answer in the reverse. I surely know who Dana is, right? but I don't know Dana. And so like, and I really don't wanna know Dana through the eyes of people outside of somebody I really know who really knows him. And so I don't, you know, I don't, you know, you know what's interesting, much to Lloyd's credit, and then we quickly navigated on the heavyweight champ. I'm proud of where we are in representation right now, but I'll be frank with you. It's similar to what I'm about to say this quick story. I have still never had a conversation with Woody Johnson or Chris Johnson, and I've put out 15 years of propaganda that I'm gonna buy the New York Jets. I have no interest in wasting their time. And I've 
we've worked with the Jets for four years in marketing. I know all the presidents of the Jets. I talk to the Jets organization on a weekly basis for marketing and help and like, like I'm in there and I've never in, in, I've had season tickets for 15 years. I've never had a single, I've been in the same room 20 times. I've never had a single hello conversation with the Johnsons. And in a weird way, when you asked that, I thought the same thing with Dana. Like I, I, I can tell you right now, until you just mentioned it, it did not even cross my mind to expect or want. Like, I feel like I'm a rookie, rookie, rookie in this world. I know Lloyd knows him, they talk. And that's, that's what, it's, I don't feel like I deserve anything. I think he's plenty busy doing his thing. And so um, that's how my brain thinks about it. You know what I mean? No, no, I respect that 100%. Um, I would imagine it. And, and when you guys announced that you were coming over, I went on your Instagram and I wanted to try to see like how many fighters are liking your posts and who follow you and whatnot. And I'm wondering, right now you, you rep, as far as fighters are concerned, around 25 or so. That's what I was told. That, uh, a, right. a, what's what's a good number for you? Like, are you content with 25? Or are you hoping to do, you know, have 50 guys or 100, et cetera? And I, B, yep. um, when you came over, what was the reaction? Like, did you get a lot of fighters who said, hey, yeah. uh, I'm a huge fan. Can you work I'll with tell me? You, I'll tell you where I'm really, yes. I'm, a, I'm really up because I, um, I am more educated on who reps who, and I'm still really undereducated, but I'm aware, I, I've interacted, here's the right way to say it. I interacted and have a lot more interactions with UFC fighters than either sport that we've entered prior to. Mm. So now I've got this weird thing where I feel like I'm friendly or at least solid acquaintances and we shoot on DM with a bunch of people. And now I've almost been hesitant to say hello because now I'm like, oh, now that I'm in this, does Israel think that I'm, you know, trying to get him and I'm not. And more importantly, I have a good feeling that most that have interacted with me don't feel that I'm doing that, but I have a lot of empathy and sympathy and compassion to their management thinking that. And so it's handcuffed me a little bit. There were definitely some youngster, youngster, youngster guys that hit me up or like people that are a little disgruntled with the representation. 25 is a lot. You know, we're, we're going to have to, like, I'd like to build up. I'm really going to follow Lloyd's. Like, I'm going to be the greatest engine for Lloyd, not Lloyd's boss. So I want, Lloyd's calibrating all the opportunities with us because a lot has changed and he feels it, which is great. So he's happy. Um, I want to represent as many people that we can actually represent. And, and if that means we build a huge organization and we have great people in every sector and we can manage 63, Mazel tov. If we need to be nine, then that's fine too. Um, and, and as I'm learning the business, there's a different level of servicing needs. So you're going to have your level of people that you think are prospects. Some guys are going to get hurt, disinterested, not be good. Some gals may go on and explode overnight with a huge upset. So there's a lot to think through. I'm still calibrating and learning. That's how I think about that. I'm curious what you think of the sponsorship game, because as you know, in football, uh, a player can have, you know, a complete sponsorship, gloves, uh, you know, in, in, in baseball, the same thing. Um, in this sport, as you know, and specifically in the UFC, there's a uniform, right? And you yes. can't really wear anything else. Now you could do a deal outside, but it's yes. a little different. Now, five years ago when this was introduced, it was a devastating blow to the fighters. But now with the rise of social media, a lot of them are making solid enough money on Instagram slash Twitter to where they're, they're feeling like they're not, you know, losing out as much. 
what what is your read on the current sponsorship landscape for the fighters and how much different is it for you considering the fact that you can't go to say i don't know a nike yeah. and be like we're going to have you on the shorts because you can't have them on the shorts right so look i mean i think you know i haven't really done enough homework on the history of when that like how that went down mm-hmm. i understand it i understand the leverage that ufc has i'm a businessman so i understand it the good news is the reason i haven't looked at it is a it's not even, I'm, I'm, I'm a decade away from even thinking that even if I, like back to the, it's about audacity, right? I don't have audacity, I have realism. So I'm gonna focus on, I know that rule, it is locked in, I have n- not enough knowledge, I need years of knowledge before I even have a real good thought on it. And I'm so quote unquote, I'm not worried about it. Mm. What, to your point, I have all the things they can do off the field, I have me and my capability. I have every relationship with every Fortune 500 CMO in the world. Like we are going to make significant, like our fighters are going to be in content. They're gonna be in commercials, they're gonna be in videos, they're gonna have brand deals. And then not only that, I think there's a lot we can, I think UFC fighters are very unique in that whether you think about The Rock or, or, or Cena or Hogan or, or Flair, or whether you think about you know boxing, right? With George Foreman grill, or Larry Holmes in for a big shout out to everybody in Easton and Phillipsburg, <laughs> Easton, Pennsylvania New Jer- and Phillipsburg, New Jersey that grew up in the 70s, 80s and 90s and 2000s. They know what I'm talking about with the Larry Holmes in. Fighters capture the imagine of the world in a different way. Let's not forget, it's not too long ago when the heavyweight champion of the world in boxing was singularly the most famous person in our, in our world, but definitely in our country. So I'm excited because I'm gonna focus on what I can control. And I think there's a lot of business to be done outside of the, that's just one dynamic and, and probably a really good one. And if in 30 years that evolves, we'll be standing there and ready to do those deals just like NCAA has evolved when people said it never would. And you, you, you live, you live through the, the motions of it. But I, I think there's so much to be done. And uh, you know, I mean, Stipe can be the next Schwarzenegger and, uh, and, and Sylvester Stallone. A lot of people don't think so because they like to razz on my guy about the way he talks. Those two, those two can't talk either. You know, so like, so I think there's a lot, right? So like, there's a lot, there's a lot to think through. Um, I'm an optimist and a realist. That's the rules. Cool. You know, it's, it's like my first business I built for my dad. I couldn't ship liquor to like half the country and I built an internet company. That sucked. But I worked around it, lived in reality and navigated. And that's how actually that's probably the thing that people most don't realize between the liquor business and between being in client services where the client's the boss, not me. And then having Diageo and Budweiser or Chase where there's tons of rules, like navigating UFC or Dana's rules or the other league's rules over time. That doesn't, that doesn't make me cry. I don't think I'm a big shot. I'm not going to change. I'm going to follow rules and execute around them. I've heard you talk about the uh, the sports trading card business. Yes. Um, and what a fascinating story this has been in 2020, especially during the pandemic. Um, I'm just curious about the MMA trading card business. Never really been a thing. I mean, there was tops and there is tops and all that. But of course, it came later. There, there was no 80s boom, 90s boom. Is is like is there is there value to MMA? Yes. Like, are you as high on MMA cards as you are I, other cards? I'm not as high on them, but it's only because I haven't done my homework yet. But you heard me earlier, and by the way, basketball is where I'm putting my money, and I'm talking millions of dollars. I've been investing like art, like this is real to me. Really? Yeah, and I would argue, you know that that, especially you know I've been I've been I've been the last 
12 weeks, I've been really, really busy with VaynerX and my businesses. So I had a little less sports card chatter. And that's a lot when this UFC stuff started happening for us as well, even though it was brewing before. Probably, probably one of the most, I'll leave it at this, probably the most excited, one of the weird, nerdy, if you knew me, you'd know things that I'm most excited about for my Christmas vac- holiday, you know, Hanukkah vacation is because the world stops for two weeks. I'm going to get a half a day with some, you know, with a glass of wine or some cocoa and literally spend nine hours auditing the entire UFC sports card world, both from the licensing rights, where are they currently, who's making it what, but then also looking back and being like, do I want to buy Connor rookies? Is there, you know, Jones rookies? Like who could be like, what, what do I want to do here? So I'm looking forward to that. I'll probably have a lot more to say in January. Okay. Wow. This is fascinating to me. I, I, I'm also curious about the boxing business. Um, are you going to get into that as well? You mentioned that you're a longtime fan or are you just focusing on MMA? We're just focusing on MMA um, at this point, but you know, I met Lloyd years ago in a, in a meeting with Bitor, who was a fan of my stuff. Like tomorrow I may meet somebody who I'm like, Hmm, whether it's the kid or whether it's the manager, I'm a big fan of yes. So, you know, I am a big fan of it. I, in a lot of ways, technically I understood it. I understand boxing more than most, like I really like a boring boxing fight because I really understand it. It's been really fun over the last five years building up my fighting knowledge. Like it's, it's I mean, I'm sure you say this to your friends all the time over the last 20 years as people got in. Once you actually understand MMA, it becomes chess. It's the best. And, and now with like the added juice of, really pick because now I'm watching everything because you know I also want to be the guy who texts Lloyd in two years saying hey did you see this kid on the undercard and then that kid goes on to be the greatest fighter of all time we all want that clout everybody who's listening to this right now loves the idea of like being right about a fighter or who's going to win or who's going to get great and so I think um I'm not I'm not actively looking at boxing but I'm not against it if it comes across some way it, it seems to me like the perfect partnership, given your background in marketing and, and selling yourself and understanding branding, a, a fighter more so than any athlete, in my opinion, needs that because they don't, you know, if you play for the Yankees, the machine is going to push you as well. A fighter is pretty much left on his own. Only at the very end does the UFC kind of take the baton and say, all right, we're going to push you to the moon, but you got to build yourself up from the, you know, the regional promotion. Like to me, it's yes. almost like, wow. Gary Vaynerchuk getting involved in the MMA business like this is a no-brainer. I can't believe no one thought of this two, three years ago. And I'm just wondering when did the idea first cross your mind? Was it just recently when you did it or have you been thinking about this for a while? Um, When AJ five years ago started going down this path, you start thinking of every scenario. And I immediately thought maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll do this. Like maybe that's where we'll go. I really think UFC is going to win this game. Soccer and UFC, that's exactly where my head went. I'm like, we're not, we're going to do esports, soccer and UFC, not basketball, baseball and hockey. That's what we're going to be after football. And we've pretty much executed. Baseball popped a little earlier, but we were in football, baseball and esports with Booga. And now we're going after a bunch of other guys and gals and UFC. So like, I, I like to go where the puck's going versus where it's been. And to your point, I do think my blueprint, like if I could fight, I would be a big, big, big factor because I'm a self promoter. I know how to communicate. I love, I also think one thing that almost nobody does is I love my community. I'm blown away when I audited the top 100 fighters. None of them are in their comments really giving love back to their fans. So I think there's a lot of cute things that we'll be able to do with the right guys and gals. And 
Listen, for everybody who's listening, I will just say this. I am so humbled and excited to be in this. I hope, uh, you know, I, I hope that for any of you that do know me or have gotten value from other stuff I've done, when I do see you in Vegas or down the street, like I always want to talk about this. I'm excited about it. And, um, and uh, because I have a lot of respect for the fighters. This is, I don't think people understand what athletes go through. And this one of them all, just like, how can't you have admiration for, like, do you know how much I love when I see two people beat out of themselves and then like if you really look at how 90% of the time they interact with each other after the fact it is like the ultimate like I'm a very basic dude like good like very basic I'm sim- my simplicity is my strength there's something unbelievable simple in this sport that is unbelievably complicated to execute and I'm excited and hoping to be a positive value add to the community in large and obviously for my individual men and women that go with us. Well, uh, we are excited to have you in this little community. And, and I know you would refute the- uh, I would refute. The, the adjective little. It's, it's a very exciting time. It's a fascinating story. I appreciate your time. I know you're very busy. And, and, and I just wanna end on this. You know, we, we threw around the name Lloyd. Uh, I've known Lloyd now for uh, five or so years. Uh, he has he has declined every interview request, especially when he was putting together really big deals. I don't know if any hardcore, I'm not even talking about the casuals, hardcore MMA fan can pick him out of a lineup. And I think that speaks to why he, he doesn't want it. He has no social media. He, and maybe you would think that that's a, a mistake on his part. But he's, And so I think it's really cool that we're talking about him with all these big names. And you're saying he's the guy, and yet no one knows who he is. I think that says a lot. It, you know what it comes down to? It's how I think about all the conversations I will have with every fighter if they're day one or if they're deciding to retire after having an incredible career. Life's about self-awareness. Like to your point, I don't tell Lloyd that social media is a miss because he knows himself and what he values and he's comfortable and happy. I adore people. Ariel, you have to understand, I can't wait to go to Vegas and have 900 conversations with people uh, like in the casino, at the event. Now, I'm gonna be nervous because you know, like I really want my guys and gals to win those fights, but like, I love that. Other people want to be in the shadows, want to be reserved, want to focus on their work and not be distracted. Much like what I believe in my observation of the last decade and really the half decade when I paid more attention, I think the best fighters in the world are the ones that know themselves. I mean, you know, at this level, when you make a mistake trying to do something you can't do, it could be fight over. And so I watch very carefully because I've learned so much through boxing, though the added elements of wrestling, just all the other stuff has you know, been a fun process for me to get more educated on because like, I know how much I enjoy boxing and I want to get to that level with UFC where I really understand the setup or why that even happened. I love that. But, but what I've definitely learned enough while I'm going through that journey is self-awareness matters for all of us who are listening right now. If you stop yourself of what you wish you were and focused on who you actually are and execute against that, you can win. And so I don't think anybody should do it my way. As a matter of fact, you may end up seeing the majority of our fighters being reserved and not doing a lot of marketing. I want them to, maybe the right path for Brittany or Sal is gonna be just to focus on their craft and that's gonna, I don't need them doing a million things with brands, but then other people are gonna be hammy and feed off that energy and are extroverted. And I'm gonna be great for that as well. But I have an entire organization of a thousand executives where I coach them based on them not on trying to get them to be like me. Mm. Well said. Awesome. Gary, appreciate the Thank time. You, Talk to you All soon. the best to you. Thank you for watching ESPN on YouTube. For live streaming sports and premium content, subscribe to ESPN+.
All right, episode's over. Please leave a review and subscribe up on Apple. It would mean a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to me. Thank you very much. Hey, podcast. Joe from Team Gary here. Today's episode is I Enjoy Gary's Perspective by F-O. Gary is definitely a fountain of knowledge. I'll definitely keep listening to this podcast. It's my favorite. Keep those reviews coming. We could highlight yours next.